0: welcome to the sheeple show this is the podcast where we try and understand what is actually going on in the world Hi, my name is andy Morley.
1: and i'm matt smith although you probably have a much more famous version let's do this <laughs> you can't cross the surprise without revealing said surprise
0: um the surprises were a day late on releasing the episode.
1: <laughs> yes, I like surprises. Are you surprised?
0: <laughs> we very, very nearly had to go for the backup option this week. <laughs>
1: yeah. What would that be? Stickman. Stickman. And Always uh, Always go for the stickman. Just, you know, type my responses into Windows and get it to talk back to you. <laughs> I I think know I've seen yet. the future. <laughs> but uh because i'll be typing really badly it'll have loads of spelling mistakes so it'll be more like one three 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 two whoops i leaned on my keyboard sorry
0: i did that i fell asleep with my phone in my hand when i was texting someone once and i woke up to see that I'd sent them a message that's just like, yeah. and then this guy sending me, back, and what the fuck does that mean?
1: <laughs> I've done that many a time. Sometimes my screen will glitch out because it's a bit of a dead phone now. Yeah. If I lock it and unlock it too quickly and whatever else, it'll be like, wait, what? Where was your thumb? Are you on the screen? Are you off the screen? So it'll be like the screen's on and it'll think I'm just going, tap and tap and tap, and tap, 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 tap. tap. So I'll end up sending, like, a bunch of L's. But then to stop it is the hard part, because you can't just stop it. It thinks you're tapping incessantly. So you have to lock the screen and go, shh, shh, <laughs> give it a minute, and then open the screen back up, and it's just fine. But then you have to delete your embarrassment. Delete That's the fun. embarrassment. Or you can put it in your pocket. You know, everyone's done that. Mm you pull it out and you've got an essay of nothing
0: yeah Like there's still book dialing still a thing or pocket dialing is still a thing I just
1: yeah
0: I don't think I've pocket dialed anyone for so long because I always make sure that my like the the screen is locked when it goes in my pocket
1: yeah I try to but a lot of the time you get say if someone calls you and your phone's in your pocket then it can take your leg or the inside mm. of your leg as the surface it needs to justify the core answering and then go,
0: hello. <laughs> <laughs> They're
1: not answering for real, but you can hear everything they do. you <laughs> will be just walking along in the snow or something and then you'll hear like, oh yeah, yeah it's a nice day, isn't it?
0: Yeah, a, fuck a, off, a John. Friend of mine, <laughs> a friend of mine um, actually had that Sort of cliched um, situation where somebody pocket dialed her and she could hear them slagging her off.
1: Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I like to think that's the universe at work, you know, Mother Nature's yeah. playing up hand in that. Just like, oh, oh, what's this?
0: <laughs> I can't what these motherfuckers are saying about you.
1: <laughs> oh, mate, be kind of fun, but yeah, pocket dialing's weird. Pocket purchasing is a thing now as well. You've got to be careful of that. I don't know
0: how that's like again because, like, I know maybe it's just me, but I've got everything set up so there's like a five step process to buy anything from it. Yeah,
1: I've got got the same, but I know a lot of people that don't have those measures in place, and you know, you you drop it in a hurry or something, or you got tap something by mistake, and it doesn't have the cancel option, and
0: you'll
1: be like, oh.
0: I've seen, uh, i seen pictures and stuff of uh, people posting selfies. Going, "Oh, I didn't mean to post this online for everyone to see." That there's like a three-step process. Well, you see, oh, you accidentally post a photo to Instagram. Like, you? <laughs>
1: seen all these youngsters and stuff that spend their parents' cash on these random games. Like, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there's a technology in how to get around all the failsafes you need. Do you know what I mean? Just for better results they would call
0: it yeah that was uh, i remember reading something years ago about a kid had spent like 500 quid or something on on a game
1: well, that's, well, that's, it, on his it,
0: on his it, dad's it phone and the co- yeah the company that um that made the game refused to give the money back to the dad is like no the kid is like but this it's a valid purchase
1: yeah exactly that's the problem with digital rights uh, yeah you don't have any <laughs> these things don't exist you don't get the right to return something that doesn't exist if you get it and it's not what you expected well guess what done (laughs) Done. yeah it's uh i remember the amount of times when i was a youngster I had my computer and I started seeing PC games on the shelves. And I'd be like, why are these cheaper than the rest of them? Obviously, they're going to be, you know, better on PC. So I'd take it home and i put it in my PC and I'd installed it and I'd get it all going. And I'd be like, cool. I'd open it up and it wouldn't work. And it wouldn't work because I didn't read the back of the box. And it was the system requirements.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. They used to be so oddly specific for certain games things like dawn of war which is a strategy game needed a ridiculous amount of processing power to actually run
0: <laughs> yeah oh that's what i've been looking at recently like all the software that i use for editing producing for like music for speech for everything yeah. um i need a better pc than the one that i'm
1: using <laughs> just a bit i've got it's some a... stuff to do but it's amazing
0: this one's done me well for a good few years and it's still going strong bless it it's windows 7 um i can't remember what the processor is intel pentium thing bro <laughs> but it's still going strong though it's still doing everything that needs to do it's just doing it slowly
1: <laughs> i imagine slowly and you know uh at the rate of fossilization aren't that too far apart in this case
0: yeah, that no, is I, be. I, will be, I will be getting. How to...
1: long does it take for something to. You know, when you put a USB drive in. Yeah. And you copy something from there to the USB. That I must describe. be the longest process ever. Because well, that's the right record, speed.
0: When we record these, these episodes over Skype, it takes about 10 minutes for me to download from Skype onto my hard drive.
1: Oh, wow. That's. <laughs>
0: The editing takes even longer as well, because when you edit sound, whether it's music or does it just stop or-
1: and load at random intervals
0: There's there's so much to do. Um so say um when I edit this episode after we finish recording. because um, it has to save every in, like single individual action that you make. And you have to save it like twice. Because you have to save it as a project, and then you have to save it as the file that you're going to upload. It... So <laughs> it takes so long. It, take, it takes something that should probably take me about half an hour to forty-five minutes. Takes like about an hour.
1: <laughs> I'm a level with you. I don't think I've seen a PC of that quality since the late nineties.
0: It's Mate, it's been doing me proud. Still going strong. And to be honest, I, I am sorry. I'm going to get a new PC in the next I few months. You were
1: going to tell me it was one of those IBM towers or something,
0: you know, with a no, floppy it, disk drive. It's a Zoo Storm.
1: <laughs> Wait, have you got a floppy disk drive?
0: No, no. Right. It's not that old. It's not that old. But it is. It's a coffee drive. Still old. got a
1: CD drive. Yes. Yeah. Right. So early two thousands.
0: <laughs> when did i get it i got it um i had it for about five years
1: yeah it's about as old as mine to be honest
0: i know it was second hand i actually didn't pay for it either it's from um it was uh from an old place where you, it's where i worked before we worked together and uh... um, they because <laughs> i've got so much stuff on there but like they're just upgrading things like what you can do with the old stuff don't know can I have it? Yeah, sure. So when they gave us all new computers in the office, oh, what are you can do with the old one? Oh, I don't know. It's gonna probably sit up there until we decide what's going on. So can I have it? Yeah, I'll yeah, delete everything off it and give it. You i know, got, I've got so three PCs. <laughs> I just, Easy. I had, to, like, I, just, I had to buy the monitor. That's why the monitor's Dell and the PCs ZooStorm.
1: ZooStorm. I've never even heard of that. No.
0: I've not seen it since I've worked to that. <laughs> <Shout>. <laughs> That's
1: badass. But That's quite like I say,
0: it's still going strong. It's still doing its job. It's still working. So when I get my other one, I'm still going to keep this as a just sort of a house PC to have.
1: You don't understand what it, uh, Do you remember when smartphones, when you got your first one,
0: I was very, very late to the party with smartphones, though. I didn't get
1: that. You're still going to feel what I'm about to describe. And that is that, wow, shit. I've been doing it the hard way for so long, (laughs) typing my texts in with ones and twos and fours. One, one, one. one, Right. I think that, no, I've gone past C. I've got to go back. Yeah, Yeah, that's hard mode.
0: Well, I mean, you I'm, have to check my, your
1: voicemails and stuff.
0: When, they, when I use my laptop, my, my laptop's Windows 10, so that's a lot better. But I can't use it for editing and I can't use it for producing.
1: You are in for... One so of,
0: when I get a proper like
1: desktop a, that I a can biblical use? event for you, an earth-shattering, realm-changing thing. What, for all like, this editing you're doing that takes forever now, well, for it's just going to be done in a fraction of the time. Yeah. you're going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> well you the production
0: software that i use i get uh because I, I i paid outright for it so i get free upgrades all the time but there's so many upgrades that i can't get be, because i'm on windows 7 on the pc so when i get like the four Didn't they put a mandatory apps,
1: update out where you had to upgrade from 7 to 10 like it was the standardization thing like they wanted everyone uh, the that's the
0: same or they don't offer they don't offer tech support for windows 7 anymore
1: yeah that's what i mean it's old
0: the well, thing is that when i get my new desktop though it'll be windows 11.
1: well i don't even know what we're on i think i'm still on 10. the new yes. one looks weird
0: I've, I've I've been offered an upgrade on my laptop to windows 11 but i need to sort my laptop out first <laughs> but yeah but yeah when i get the new desktop I think it's going to be fucking mad. It's a bit <laughs> different
1: <laughs> from the days, days of having back. to install Command and Conquer on your Windows 97 or 98. Oh, God, I love that game. Blimey, how far we've come. Not how much earth back. we have trod. <laughs> how many code we have written.
0: Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> is that is Is that what the code sounds
1: like? Could be can you hear the code not normally oh but you can under certain circumstances
0: yeah under certain, oh. yeah that's
1: that's interesting you can do
0: there's a point as well where you can start um reading satellite when you've got the physical uh, sort of manifestation I suppose of the uh, of a sound wave on the screen when you've been editing and producing for so long, you actually learn how to read the sound waves. So you you can actually cut and edit without okay. it, without having to listen to it. You can see
1: sound. Blake. It's
0: like you can. Well, it's more like you can sort of you can read the waves.
1: That's even more badass sounding. Where's I, that I, episode I, of Real I'm Life super Superheroes when you need it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> to split with other with other people who do producing and. Um i don't really like to refer to myself as a producer and i'd have i could do producing but i wouldn't charge anyone for it and uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah with other people we did this little trick of um it was like a game of what is this sound wave and i think i i, I think i i got something it was it was more than 50 percent right i think i got like something like 65 70 of it right it's crazy but there was this one guy. Everything he was like, "Yeah, that's a that's a snare drum. That's a kick drum. That's that's a, that's a guitar. That's a voice. That's, that's a really cool. voice. That's it's a female also... voice." I was like, oh. "I was amazed."
1: It's a big indicator of how much time you've had to look at them.
0: Yeah, and it was for me. It was the different types of drums that screwed me up. I was like, "It's a drum, but I can't tell you what kind of drum."
1: It's one of them that goes
0: drum. Yeah, but th- this guy could even. Um, Oh, I don't have it plugged in at the minute, but this guy can even tell the difference between a real kick drum and a drum machine kick drum.
1: The only way I can imagine I, that being my, feasibly possible is just whether there's enough echo or resonance yeah, or something. But that I, is super my, subjective.
0: my drum machine is fucking awesome as well. It sounds real. Yeah. And this was like, yeah. And Nika's was like, yeah, no, that's electric, just by just by looking at the wave from recording it. And I was just like, well, how do you do this?
1: And maybe <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, computers make things too neatly or something.
0: Yeah, probably
1: actually could be. <laughs> but the lines are too nice. It can't be real.
0: <laughs> it's so good. Because yeah, I mean, when you listen, <clears throat> when you listen to any of the music that I've been making in the last two years. Like, that's not a real drum kit. That is all done using a drum machine.
1: I feel like you've just unveiled a magician's secret.
0: <laughs> yeah, most of it's done, like, just tapping buttons to make it to get the drum beat.
1: I did that in Donkey Konga. Does, does that mean I could do drums too?
0: Yeah, of course you can. Yay! I've
1: Mess still got up, my bongo controller Well, that way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, what, well, I probably can make it work <laughs>
1: Legendary
0: Oh god, I don't know if you can see it behind me There's a little drum behind me, we can play on that
1: Yay <laughs> We should probably do the uh, The weekly dodecahedron up
0: <laughs> I am not going to Try and say that <laughs> What, dodecahedron? Dodecahedron See, it's easy <laughs> Yeah, but Weekly dodecahedron up Yeah Oh yeah, that was easier to say than I thought it would be.
1: So we call it a tan twister. <laughs> it's <with> a good <laughs> little starter, and it's a cool shape. It's got it lots cool of stuff. It is a cool shape.
0: Cool. so I'm getting excited because I've set up a soundboard, <laughs> so I'll have to add the diddles in in editing. There it is. Oh God, it's going to be so much easier. Right, there it is. So. To start off this week, this weekly roundup, dodecahedron up. Yeah, researchers in Japan. We should already be scared because it's researchers in Japan. Say they have created a vaccine against aging.
1: That doesn't, doesn't sound. Sound. Awesome. Awesome.
0: I think it sounds terrifying.
1: That sounds That's... like marketing over good science. Because a vaccine is something that works against viruses, as far as my knowledge is aware, and I'm understandably I'm... a bit of an idiot. Aging, aging is an ailment. It's just in yeah. that natural. Yeah, like, like so to prevent aging, does that mean that you stop? growing so what saying,
0: so they've had successful trials of a vaccine against the cells that contribute to the aging process It slows slow.
1: aging massive yeah. so
0: difference in these trials it's a certain drug that they're not saying what it is um it targets a protein contained in the senescent cells um there which have naturally stopped reproducing themselves uh, slowed the progression of frailty in older mice um it also successfully targeted the cells in fat tissue and blood vessels suggesting it could have a positive impact on other medical conditions linked to aging all
1: right all That's right. a lot more, a of more a of a concise. concise yeah that got marketed
0: the f out <laughs> so uh, <with laughs> it's professor like it cream. i'm going to get I'm going to get this getting that guy's name wrong, but Professor Toro Minamino uh, said that we can expect that vaccine will be applied to the treatment of arterial stiffening, diabetes, and other aging-related diseases. Cool.
1: Cool. But I do but want I do to stress want nothing to nothing vaccine. <sighs> Might be latching onto the mRNA stuff, which they've decided to lump in with vaccines, even though they're not vaccines per se. They should have their own name.
0: Yeah, so in that's the, where you start
1: messing with DNA. You know, you, you're changing the the genetic. Curve. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're playing God.
0: We've both seen enough sci-fi <laughs> to know that this is going to go
1: bad. <clears throat> have you seen Altered Carbon?
0: I've not actually seen it. No.
1: Right. Well, if you ever watch the first season of Auto Carbon, we're basically there where we've got these megalomaniacal, ridiculously all-powerful corporate overlords, right, that just fuck with us for fun because they've been alive forever and have nothing better to do because their money is accumulating faster than they can spend it. They can buy bodies for people so they could, you know, hire a hooker, kick the shit out of her, kill her even, and then just put her in a new body. And everything's fine. Everybody had a good day. He got to do his psychotic indulgence and you got an upgrade. You know, it's a a messy world, but (laughs) it really feels like that's where we're going. These ridiculously unchecked powers that just can't be contained and can sway the very everything just with one hand someone invests more money than you can see into something you're telling me that doesn't ripple effect into anything else <laughs> oh, it's crazy isn't it it's mental and yep. it's... Madness, Stopping aging and things like that It's just another one of those Oh I'm scared of death I'm old, I'm rich, I'm powerful And I can't bear to relinquish The only thing I've got in my life (laughs) So make me old and live forever So I can be a tyrant over all of those It's going to be crazy It's (laughs) like Walt Disney freezing himself You know, that rumour
0: Yeah, because that's not actually real yeah. I thought that was true for so long.
1: <laughs> the thing is, it didn't have to be Walt Disney because you know someone somewhere with rich and power uh, of enough status and means has decided that's what they've done. Mm. You know, and I'd I, 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 give it 30, 40, 50, 60 years maybe, probably not within our lifetime, and you'll see the first one of those motherfuckers get woken up. Then it'll be a problem. But until then, it's nothing it just This is where we find out the silent. first
0: the first person to successfully go through cryogenesis. It's Hitler. Whoa. Well,
1: that would be a, that would be to an be unfortunate honest, turn of events.
0: That wouldn't even surprise me that the
1: Nazis come up with
0: that. To be well,
1: honest. The yeah. worst thing about the entire situation is there were a lot of things that are still valuable to the world now that in some ways, we have to attribute to them. <laughs> you know, they made a lot of developments in science and military technology and various things, and it's it's conflicting.
0: <laughs> this uh, this professor who's working on all this, the guy whose name I'm not going to try and announce again, um, he said so. Basically, his vaccine that he's come up with um to it that prevents the build-up of senescent cells it extended the lifespan of mice by 15 percent but he's also said that other similar experiments have achieved as much as a 35 percent increase
1: yeah but we're talking 35 percent increase on the length of a mouse i don't know the average lifespan of a mouse but it's not the same as a
0: human no it's not Um, But yeah, I said, it's worth bearing in mind that researchers still don't know how much a living creature's lifespan can be extended. Um, There is, he said, this is a very interesting question and one that uh, we still have not agreed upon. Some believe there is a hard limit for human lifespan, which is around 130 years. That's the current estimate. While others think that on paper, immortality should be feasible. Uh, I don't like the idea of being immortal myself.
1: Immortality is feasible, but it involves you to not be human anymore.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: He said it's and still ready. A... Is a bit of a transgression. You know? You're stepping yeah. into realms beyond your knowledge. It's mad, isn't it?
0: Yeah, he said it's it's still early to know how much life can be extended and whether there's a limit or not. Um, and he said the field of anti-aging research is advancing very fast. In the last decade, there have been many key discoveries. The person that will take the first anti-aging pill has probably already been born. So we're very close, we're very close to it.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. When you go against entropy and you're you're stopping the natural decay of things, then you're prolonging elements of the circle of nature that you can't necessarily compensate for well if, a... if we're alive for ages then we demand more resources and so on and so forth the population will increase dramatically everything will go a bit batshit and then the people that basically have been alive the longest will be the ones to turn around and say oh no if you want to live long like us uh, bye
0: <laughs> well there was a couple of weeks ago that um the news was released that switzerland have actually got they've actually got a proper suicide booth like a proper yeah, suicide, that. and this sort of goes hand in hand, really, in my mind, because if they're going to make pills and vaccines that make us immortal, at one point we're going to go. I've had enough. I've been alive for hundreds of years now. I'm fed up of it. Let me end it. Go to Switzerland. Go sit in that booth.
1: Well, then we end in the darkest timeline, where the only way humans can die is by suicide. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. The darkest fucking timeline. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, being mortal is what allows us to appreciate life. If it doesn't, if life, if death is no longer a thing and you don't have to worry about it, life becomes meaningless because there's nothing to sort of battle against. There's no reality closing in, sort of not there's no drive anymore you're just like oh yeah cool oh don't worry it's a 50-year agreement i'll be alive then i'll sort that out then oh don't worry about climate change i'll deal with it when it actually hits us because i'll still be alive mad
0: (laughs) it's mad. right shall we go on to the next one yeah i'm so happy i can do that it's so good. So this one is what is being called a new conspiracy theory. Oh, they're rare. But it's not actually that new. It's been around for a couple of years. This is something that we spoke about even before we decided to do podcasting. I see.
1: It's um, a good but one. But
0: there's been new information and new news about this conspiracy theory. So it's the... the it's Birds aren't real.
1: Oh, not this
0: one. Okay. So for those that don't know, the conspiracy theory says that birds aren't actually real. They were all killed out by the Illuminati. And what we see are actually really clever, realistic looking drones that are used to spy on us. So this conspiracy, the origin of this conspiracy, has actually been discovered. Go on. It's obviously it's a hoax. It's not a real conspiracy theory. It was done by a load of Gen Z students um, to show how ridiculous conspiracy theories are getting.
1: Yeah, good. I mean, all you've got to do when you consider birds being drones is go, how does that help anyone? Yeah. And it doesn't, because, funny story, there's already a bird's eye view of everyone on the planet. They're called satellites. Yeah, whether you like it or not, <laughs> you're on candid camera. Hi yeah. there. How you doing? Smile. Why yeah, would replacing birds do anything for anyone?
0: Exactly. Well, the thing for me, I mean, I think they've kind of done what they wanted because there are people out there who believe this conspiracy theory. Yeah. But I I can imagine people like, you know, who are into sort of like QAnon and some of the more ridiculous conspiracy theories looking at that and going Oh, my God, what am I doing? I can imagine that has happened.
1: But... Do you know what? No, I don't. If they're, I'm going to say something that's probably going to upset some people, so brace. brace
0: if, you,
1: if you are of the mental capacity to believe without question that birds have been replaced with drones, <laughs> then when you are called out on your mistake, it won't be your mistake no that will just reinforce your belief even further yeah. you will you will now know that birds, birds are not real because exactly. of the way people are acting and they're all in on it too
0: yeah exactly that's the problem with modern conspiracy theories people double down yeah um, i've told i think i've told this story before um i used to be a huge conspiracy theorist i used to believe in it all and i used to meet up with people on a regular basis to talk about these things. And it wasn't until I took a step out of the box i looked at the JFK conspiracy theory. I used to believe that Lee Harvey Oswald was innocent. Um, He didn't fire a a single shot. I used to believe there was a second gunman. um, All the evidence pointed to there was a second gunman from like the way that Kennedy's head goes back and goes towards where Lee Harvey Oswald apparently was. People heard the gunshot coming from the other end, from this grassy bit. Um, And There's all this evidence. And then when I actually looked into it, and also the thing of how high up was he? Who the fuck can make that shot? Yeah, I'll tell you who can make that shot. A marine-trained sniper, which Lee Harvey Oswald was. Yeah. A lot of the conspiracy theories, they, they don't mention that.
1: There's a, I was talking to you about philosophical razors earlier this week, and yes. one of them is, um, I think it's Occ- Occam's razor. The simplest explanation is often the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. Yeah, that needs to be applied more to conspiracy theories. You know, there's there's a certain level of, okay, wait, you're asking me to believe that not only are birds not real, even though I got shot on one yesterday, But you're also asking me to believe that technology has come so far that we can literally make birds indistinguishable from birds. And then you're asking me to believe that there's some agenda in this that actually makes sense. Right? Those are all pre-assertive assumptions before we've even got to the discussion. (laughs) I have to just take those for a given. And that, no, stop it.
0: Stop it, behave yourselves
1: piece by piece.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it was it wasn't until I sort of like I was actually looking into what other people were saying instead of just staying in my own echo chamber, going out and saying, Well, the people who don't see the truth, what are they saying? And it was like, Okay, so Kennedy's head goes, you know, the famous back and to the left. I was like, But that's where Leo V. Oswald was. Surely, if he was shot from the back of of his head, his head would go forward. The truth is it goes forward slightly and then springs back. And it's he's the in inertia the of the bullet leaving his head, pushes his head back.
1: Well, yeah, and he's in a car.
0: Yeah. Okay, so that all makes sense. The reason why people heard a gunshot from like the other end of the fucking square is because of the way that sound bounces off buildings. That makes sense. The yeah. magic bullet thing, the car was specifically made for people to be sat at different levels and different heights and, in different positions. So the bullet did go straight. It didn't go fucking curvy and loop the loop or whatever. And I went and I took all this evidence to these people that I used to meet up with And say, look, look what I found Look, Maybe, maybe there is nothing here. Maybe Oswald actually did do it. And I got so much shit. I was like, you guys aren't actually looking for the truth. Are you are asking questions just to ask the questions?
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, to me, this has been put to bed now to me. You know, it, the official story is the true story. Oswald did it. You've got all the reasons why he was known to the CIA. I think the CIA, because they were fighting against Kennedy at the time, I think they probably knew something could happen, but they didn't really do much about it. I can see that. That's
1: true. Then what can the CIA do? You know, if they, you know, like imagine your president, Doing something like that and you're obligated to attend. If they tell you, sir, you're in danger today, you can't go out. Oh fuck off, Billy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I can look after myself. You know what I mean? It's uh yeah. people do what they want to do. Yeah, uh, I mean
0: people look at um the Illuminati killed Kennedy because of a speech he made about secret societies, but he was referring to the CIA. Yeah. What Which, of course, then important? means well, the CIA are part of it, aren't
1: they? Oh. I think if the CIA told mm. us everything they knew, it would be a lot less interesting than <laughs> yes. the secrets. Because the problem is the secrecy itself, right? Secrecy kind of been done away with by the internet. You know, you can data mine things, you can hack, you can find stuff out before it's due, things get leaked or whatever. Secrecy is dead. It's gone. And... That's kind of the secret service, so not just the CIA, you know, the NSA, MI6, all of these national security agencies. They need an element of secrecy to seem like they need to exist it's kind of an odd justification because they work in the shadows and they're all sneaky and all that. It means other people could be. So we need to have a sneaky squad for the sneakies. You know what I mean? Sneaky squad. That's
0: what what they should be
1: called. But then the the general public sees the sneaky (laughs) squad at work and the sneaky squad, they don't, they don't work for the public. You know, they don't, they don't, It's not like the police where they work for the public and it's tax funded. No, it's government funded. So it's whatever the fuck you want the sneaky squad to be. It could be, which is what makes them most dangerous. (laughs) You get complete confidentiality as well as a ridiculous amount of resources to throw wherever you please. And that in and of itself acts as justification for the sneaky squads so you can keep them going. <laughs> and then when they come up with some weird shit like yeah uh we tried to drug people to see if mind control would work and you know so, someone paid them to do that <laughs> right someone thought that was a good idea and pursued that with resources that could have otherwise been allocated elsewhere it's it's The secrecy itself is just so flawed. (laughs) Of course it is. Of course it is. You can't get anything done.
0: Let's move on to the next story. Yeah. So a family in Mexico have saved a ghost from a fire. Fuck off. So, this family, they suspect that they may have Hang had. Hang on a
1: word, Just <laughs> before we go into any of this, everything wrong with that statement. <laughs> the family saved the ghost from the fire. Let's analyze the component, shall we?
0: They didn't know it was a ghost
1: at the time. They didn't know it was a ghost at the time. Ghost. Incorporeal.
0: <laughs> they didn't know fire. it was a ghost at the time.
1: <laughs> fire, right? When you look at those three parties, what's the likelihood of a ghost being burned?
0: <laughs> they didn't know a ghost at the time. That's the thing. So it happened. It's a residential complex in uh, Altamira in Mexico. Around four in the morning, a massive inferno suddenly erupted in an apartment on the fourth floor. Uh, this guy, um, oh, I, I don't think it is a guy. Is he Fabiola? Fabiola. Yeah, it's a woman. Uh, so Fabiola Bren Rosto. And I know I said that wrong. Um, and her husband, they heard screams coming from the fire, along with some neighbours. They burst into the apartment and they found this distressed woman and they rescued her. And they brought her down to the street below. Um, so when they were waiting outside the building, while well, firefighters put put out. <laughs> Can you hear Bruno? <laughs> yeah,
1: he's, you know, he's re- he's painting the image. It's a scary <laughs> fire scenario. Yeah. Here. You know, you're telling the story. Yeah. Someone's
0: just turned up at the door. <laughs> But yeah, so so yeah, while they're waiting outside, um, um, while the firefighters were putting out the fire, they looked around for this woman that they saved and realised that the woman had disappeared. And then other residents of the complex they said like there was actually no one renting that particular apartment. So they went back to the building once the fire was put out and they investigated the situation. And when they got inside the apartment, they found only a bucket, a mirror and a charred nightstand. And there was no indication that anyone actually lived there.
1: That's not a good So
0: the first thing that they went to was, oh my God, we just saved a a ghost that disappeared. It was a squatter that ran away. Because they were doing something illegal.
1: Yeah, they were. Squashed. They weren't supposed and to set it. fire to the place. I'd be booking it, mate. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, shit! Not only was this house not mine, but now I've destroyed it. I should probably, you know. And of course, you're going to leave behind the bucket because you peed in it. Yeah, of course. Right, of course. You might do. You might not. It's you know, the fire. Come on. I don't think anyone's going to go back for their toilet contents in a fire. <laughs> the <laughs> nightstand <laughs> makes <laughs> sense, because, you know, it was probably there. It's just a thing. And then she took everything else with her.
0: Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Probably oh, not a lot. No, she ran away, but she's probably, like, a, she's probably homeless. She's probably wanted for something. She was hiding out in this abandoned apartment.
1: We're in Mexico, too, you know, it's... Right yeah. on the edge of the border, where everyone does all the
0: not to get yeah, not not to get stereotypical,
1: but well, it's not so much any stereotype; it's just location, isn't it? It's the border between two particularly mm-hmm. massive places where they've got different rules and different yeah, things. Smuggling's exactly. ripe. You know?
0: so, yeah. I just love though that
1: the first place they went to was oh, it was a ghost, not oh so she was squatting there i was really hoping the story was going to be something like the guy went to save the lady and then put his hand through her and realized she wasn't real and started tripping bulls or something
0: you so there's a bit that... more of
1: a psychological element to it that yeah. could be explained but instead it's just like no it's a ghost i think it's more a case of the terminology and lost in translation like language and ghost meaning more like a a ninja or you know vanished into the night someone without a name or more like a unknown and ent- you know an enigma yeah
0: Rather
1: it's kind of, cuz it, it's kind of corporal ghost like we think incorporeal I'm
0: I'm I'm going to call it paranormal thinking it's kind of like magical thinking where you know like something happens it's like you know when um
1: it's either that or they're a step so, ahead of us and yeah, they yeah. actually know exactly who the lady is and a covering for her going don't know must have been a ghost must have been a
0: ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah with magical thinking it's things like deja vu or no um what's it called you know when you think of somebody and then you walk down the street and you see that person
1: yeah
0: so to me called. and you that's a coincidence to a lot of people who apply magical thinking to everyday life they manifest manifested that person because they were thinking about it and they wanted to see them and then they saw them it's kind of like that but with the paranormal so it's like if you believe in ghosts then yeah you're going to believe that's a ghost if you don't believe in ghosts then you're going to believe that's a squatter
1: yeah i guess a squatter started a fire and disappeared isn't the most exciting story
0: no that's so. all but family saved ghost from burning building
1: well yeah we've both been like sorry what <laughs> <laughs> so they already hooked us the power of media
0: that's it but yeah you wait till next week but i have got some beautiful stories for you yay beauty next week is the yeah the yearly roundup and i have got i i was i, I last night the one for this month oh my god oh i'm saving a doozy Dude. you fucking wait it's amazing it's amazing so wait
1: are you like modern day game developers oh podcast but we're cutting a bit off the side to get yeah. back to them later <laughs>
0: <We're> <laughs> naughty. great stories nah, i'm kidding and the thing with it because the, the one that i found last night i was actually going to put on today but i thought no i'm gonna leave it a week because I'm going to see if there's any updates.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Because <laughs> it's beautiful. There's so many odd sort of stories that come out, out in one form, and then when they develop, they either get more or less interesting, depending on what's released. i have not
0: sorry, because, yeah, because like, just, just to you know, let the listener, listeners know, next week is going to be a bit of a different episode. Instead of doing the weekly roundup and then having um, a subject that we're going to talk about instead... We're just going to do a roundup of the year, so there's going to be twelve roundup stories, and I have found some beauties. oh, we've got oh, we've got cryptids, we've got um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's in there. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, there's uh, the Polish tree creature. Do you know about that one?
1: No, no. Since so next I week, can't baby, wait,
0: can't wait. We've got dinosaurs.
1: Yes, I like dinosaurs.
0: Um, We've got, yeah, we've got all sorts, man, and I can't wait. All right. It's going to be, a good, it's gonna be a good one. But before we get that, we've got our main topic to do. That we have. Oh!
1: So exciting.
0: So, it's the multiverse.
1: I like this one. I like <laughs> so this
0: before, one. Before we, before we get into things, because I've done some proper research for this one, so... Do you believe in a multiverse?
1: Objectively, yes, but not necessarily in a context we can perceive. Okay. That makes sense. So yes, but I don't know how.
0: <laughs> I would kind of I would like the multiverse to be a real thing. It's kind of like this is how I see Hollow Earth as well. I don't believe it, but I would like it to be real.
1: Well, I kind of, you know how much I love simulation theory, and it kind of goes very handedly into that. In that, if yeah. you were going to run one, why wouldn't you run a fucked up? We're of talking a processing power beyond human imagining. So why wouldn't you be that? Every tech nerd pushes their tech to the extreme.
0: Well, let's look. So let's look. in the
1: most absurd theory, there's someone out there with more simulations running than they can count, and they're just sort of logging into each random one. It's like Like playing Skyrim.
0: When I put Sky... Because I I still play Skyrim a lot, so when I put Skyrim on to play, I have a decision to make, whether am I going to play as the orc that's the warrior, or am I going to play as the Breton sorcerer, am I going to play as my Argonian sorcerer, or am I going to play as my um, my wood elf rogue, am I going to, like...
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it it seems like one of those things that's easier to assume yes and find evidence to the contrary than it is to find no and then be confused.
0: I've got I've got a Norse alchemist, right? All this guy, so he's not done any of the stories, any of the missions. He's not even fought anyone. All he has done is gather shit and make potions, and that's yeah. it. The old stat that has been updated on that. <laughs> Alchemy's at 100%. Everything else is just at the fucking bear. <laughs> but
1: yeah. No, we all do that. I had to, uh, four World of Warcraft characters. You know, two on Alliance, two on Horde. Played both sides of it all, you know. Yeah. I understand the appeal of playing a game multiple
0: So times. if we're looking at it in this... So if we're looking at the multiverse within the simulation theory... That makes sense to me, because it's like a computer game. You're going to play as many characters as you can in different... Especially games like that, where it it does change depending on how you play it.
1: Well, then if you take the simulation theory away and just sort of look at the universe as it is, it's essentially like a giant, ever-living network of energy. It's almost like it forms circuits and has the mentality of a computer and the way that random things affect random things which cause other things to change or evolve or so on so everything's sort of interconnected without being interconnected yeah you know they all work within the same rules and the same parameters of the universe you know Uh, we know that breaking the speed of light would break what we understand to be the rules of the universe and so on and so forth entropy again going back to previously that's one of the rules of the universe things decay like it's that's how it's supposed to be if it doesn't decay you find something weird you know that's that's of note having multiple scenarios play out i mean we could be in a like multiverse to me just means there's more than one reality in terms of there's more than one sort of uh instance or playground that's been loaded up you know and nature's gonna have the same sort of blank slate for everybody we yeah. had the big bang or whatever it was that started things that kept things going but whether <laughs> or not they you're was,
0: hitting so much stuff that i've got written down here <laughs> whether, whether
1: they go parallel or sequential and if it like time is just relative to us it doesn't mean shit in the grand scheme of things it doesn't yeah. have to be alongside us running every minute for it to still be parallel in some capacity you know to have certain parallels or so
0: yeah there's so many different theories and different versions so it started the earliest known um sort of example of a multiverse theory was in ancient greece Uh, it was called atomism
1: Sounds very uh exciting
0: yeah (laughs) it's based yeah well so the idea is um basically what they called atoms aren't what we know as atoms now Uh, But it was basically all these atoms created lots of different versions of the world. Like, I'm going to be honest with everyone right now. A lot of the stuff that I wrote down through my notes for this, I don't understand. (laughs) It's going to become very, very clear.
1: But that's kind of the best part about this multiverse theory. A lot of the time that shit is just translated in a way you don't understand. Mm. It doesn't mean it's impossible.
0: Yeah, so I have found some really cool stuff there. So um, there's a philosopher called uh, Chrysippus, an ancient Greek, and, and he suggested that the world eternally expired and regenerated, yeah, that's uh, which creates multiple universes through time. And yeah. that's something that I've heard quite a lot.
1: Well, that's fact, isn't it? Because we know... Uh, just through history that you know kingdoms rise fall get lost to time then other ones rise in their place or yeah. on their on their remnants or whatever you know what i mean it's the constant up and down of civilization and society and
0: so, of course form. yeah Where and that is
1: now um, is kind of at the peak of an up you know there yeah.
0: so there
1: uh, there'll be a down yeah
0: um theoretically there is a theoretical thesis. fish fish
1: fish 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 fish
0: theoretical guy who does physics uh called brian green and he has come up with nine different types of multiverses so we're gonna do that yeah <laughs> we're do gonna that. do that right now yeah. uh so the first one i've just lost my page the first one is quilted okay and so, again, there's I'm, you're going to hear the confusion in my voice as I say a lot of this. That's all right. It's uh, okay. So it's infinite universes. Um, every possible event will occur an infinite number of times, but the speed of light prevents us from being aware of those other universes. That's the quilted theory.
1: Yeah. So they're all literally right next to each other and overlapping, but we can't see them.
0: Yeah, basically. Um, the next one. Is inflationary, uh, so its pockets of inflation fields collapse and form new universes. I don't know what that means. I'm I couldn't find lost. a better. I couldn't find an explanation that made me go, "Oh yeah, it just made it." I'm like guessing word long word Latin.
1: I'm guessing it's something like uh, exponential growth, where the more sort of events that happen so for example what we have now in society would be more going on than neanderthals for example because more people are making decisions which could affect different things so so then you get more as a result but you'd get less parallels Mm. that is more tangential it's going off on its own branch from my understanding
0: it's weird isn't it but yeah the the next one is brain but that's spelled b-r-a-n-e uh so how an entire universe exists on a membrane that is floating in a higher dimension and there are other membranes with their own universes on it as well
1: yeah that's i think that's
0: how the marvel universe the marvel universe yeah
1: that's sort of uh nordic norse mythology where you've got they, yeah, the universe it, it, to them was on it. the world tree, and each of the branches would have an infinite number of worlds on, and each branch would be a different route. Yeah. But even then, yeah, it's, it's messy.
0: Yeah, the next one is cyclic, which is multiple membranes that have collided, causing big bangs. That's so every collision causes a big bang, which then starts a new universe. Uh, you've got the landscape uh type which is quantum fluctuations drops shapes to a lower energy level, creating a pocket universe. Yeah, For me, I, I can see you like mulling that around going, Yeah, no, yeah, that can't be. I'm just sat there going, I don't know what I've just said.
1: That's they're just sort of <laughs> when they talk about creating I See you universes.
0: completely understanding everything I'm saying. When I was reading no, this, I don't shit, know about understanding
1: like, try it. I just, I don't know try to understand, it's it's more so just the idea that, um, like universes form out of little pockets, but those without the context of how those pockets are formed and so on yeah. and so forth, it's a bit of a so they just pop like warts, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all it is, it's God's acne.
1: <laughs> Imagine Earth, and then it grows a fat ulcer. <laughs> and then that ulcer pops into another Earth, which then has two ulcers on it, which then pop into other. You know what I mean? It's a bit of an odd.
0: This is your own theory on the multiverse.
1: The ulcer, ulcerverse. <laughs>
0: oh um, there's the quantum multiverse, which um, that creates new universes when events diverge.
1: So, so that's, that's the one that's, I understand.
0: Yeah, that's the one that's in most fiction.
1: Well that's the one that's based on a, That's a, the
0: sliding doors
1: theory. Yeah, sort of. Every decision is played out in an infinite number of universes.
0: Yeah, it's also the one that's in red dwarf. It's like basically yeah. if you go if you go you walking down the street and you come to a crossroad, you go right, in another universe you go left. So I that's that's the quantum one.
1: That one makes the most sense to me because obviously you do have to factor in elements like free will and randomness. Yeah, and that does a very good job of circumventing the random nature of humans by just that's the one that that I like. like.
0: That's the one that I because I like, I think everybody has those moments in their lives when they look back and go, I wonder what would have happened if I went the other way. So it's, I mean, for me, I've I've been thinking about this recently, and there was uh, going to get a little bit personal with you all. So there's a moment in my life that. It at the time it didn't really seem like a big decision. Mm. But now when I look back at it, it's it seems like a pivotal moment in my life. At, at the time it didn't I didn't realise.
1: Yeah, basically that you never feel pivotal
0: at the time. Yeah. It was but when I was when I was younger and more attractive, I used I always have my pick of the women. And it's just a pure decision of there was two girls who were interested and I was interested in both of them. And I could only be in a relationship with one so i chose the right hand and let the left hand go and to me that seems like the moment that actually like started me on the journey that i'm that i'm on now but it did and that's it i just seem to sort of put everything back to that one decision everything
1: from that point well, if
0: i went with the other if
1: you didn't pick the path you picked yeah that's the fun thing about any kind of free will or anything like that because you picked it that's the only one you'll ever know but it doesn't mean the rest didn't play out in some shape or form somewhere else you know even when you I'd argue that even when you you know when you mentally picture a scenario you know whether it's you telling your uh, I don't know someone you don't like to fuck off or you're you know planning to go and buy something in the shop and you're picturing yourself walking around and picking shit up or whatever else to kind of okay, that's going to play out like this, this and this, and so on and so forth. I'd argue when you do that, you create an alternate universe because Mm. it went from being something that didn't even exist to now that it exists in your mind, it exists in reality. If you dwindle on the choice, that's when it will exist. (laughs) If it's just a nothing choice, it's a nothing choice, isn't it? You know? If you're in a scenario and it's like, I don't know, a murderer comes in wielding a chainsaw and it's all scary and some guy to your left opens the door and goes, this way, do you really think that's a choice? (laughs) It might be terrifying and stressful and worrying, but that's not a choice. You're going that way with that guy because you die otherwise and that's the end of the game. We don't like to get game over. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, there's all... a lot to think about in there. The next one is holographic. um
1: That so... kind of goes more with the simulation theory side of it.
0: No, <laughs> I don't. But
1: they're projected so... <laughs> on the backs of each other. Like so,
0: the holographic theory is surface area of a space can encode the contents of the volume of the re- of the region.
1: Yeah. So if you, <laughs> I imagine... don't
0: know what the fuck I just said.
1: Basically. There could be another Andy sitting exactly where you are doing exactly what you're doing, but you have no perception of it because it's on a different plane of existence.
0: I both love and hate the fact that you are understanding (laughs) (laughs) this.
1: It's it if imagine, uh, you know, when you see like in fiction and media, there's like two worlds right? One will be light and one will be dark, and they'll be the same place but under a different tone or a different. They're actually the same place but it's two planes of existence so like for us it would be like uh if you were dead and you were here would you see the ghosts of people here because you're now on that plane of existence but less fantastical more just as a illustrative we're not dealing with ghosts we're just dealing with other people on different realms of existence Different spectrums of light, different rules of the universe, different everything. They to us they don't exist. To them, we don't exist. But we are the same. Weird, isn't it? Like yeah. a mirror world. You've seen that in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. The mirror. The mirror
0: world. world is hilarious.
1: Of course it is, but it's also a really good sort of way of showing that would be crossing between one universe and there would be a infinite number based on an infinite number of variables
0: and everybody has a goatee
1: in one universe for sure <laughs> then there'll be a universe where everyone's a lizard then there'll be a universe where everyone's a fish then there'll be a universe where everyone's made of
0: that's this universe because lizard people exist
1: well that might be where the theory came from right because someone <laughs> saw the lizard multiverse and was like fuck this they're coming again
0: (laughs) the eighth version of the multiverse is the simulated and i've just put as my notes matt's favorite yeah (laughs) so
1: that's that's the one that everyone that's the one i understand make the most sense of like we all have some concept of a video game or a movie
0: yeah, we've already spoke about it go it's, back
1: and he change said. one tiny detail over and over in different ways with different controls, sure the framework of the game, the rules of the game will never change but you can work within those rules to do whatever the fuck you want
0: yeah it's so like the whole thing with uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and if you take Indiana Jones out of that story it will still happen
1: <laughs> yeah And then you could argue that even if you took out all of the human actors in that film, it would still happen. Because in some way, someone would have then been attracted to it in the absence of someone else. You know what I mean? It's just almost an inevitability.
0: Yeah, and the final type is the ultimate multiverse. That just sounds amazing. Yeah, that just basically, it contains every possible universe all within itself and each universe has a different law of physics
1: yeah again that's really similar to the simulated one it's just saying well there's no reason why all of these can't exist at the same yeah, time exactly you know so
0: right. it's, yeah because so, there's been a big thing about um, is it a scientific hypothesis or is it a philosophical
1: theory I think it's more philosophical at the moment.
0: Yeah. So there's this guy, Paul Steinhardt, um, and he said that he argues that it's philosophy and not science. Even though there are scientists who are trying to
1: prove that this is real. Well, you could prove it was real just by looking at a lot of the nature of various MMOs and things like that. People keep playing them. You know, yeah. They go back with different characters and different things they do the same things over and over with different changes ever so slightly you know what i mean i i love it you know i've played docs so i was more times than i can count i'll still jump in and do something differently yeah of
0: course you but know? it's really important when talking about these things especially when it comes to sort of scientific uh hypotheses and sci- the scientific method it's That's really exactly important it. yeah it's really important to point out that it's not v- just there to prove things it's also there to disprove things and that's what the scientific method is you have to find proof but you also have to find ways
1: to disprove it um that's partially why i'd say this is more philosophical
0: yeah and so we can't
1: prove or disprove this there's no study we could undertake that would Make any feasible difference to any of this with our current technology. That's
0: exactly it. Paul Steinhardt um, has argued that no experiment can rule out a theory if the theory provides for all possible outcomes. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's why he says it's philosophy, not science.
1: Yeah, he's correct. At the, at the moment, at this point in time, he's 100% correct. But once we start getting into things like simulation, the first time someone does it, it will be philosophical. The second time someone does it, it will be scientific. The third time people do it, it will be exploitative.
0: Yeah. So when I was looking into know, like theories and hypotheses and stuff about the multiverse, uh, there was something that I found that I did not know. You probably knew this already. But So you know the film The One with Jet Li? I love it. Do you know that film is actually based on an actual hypothesis on the multiverse? Yeah. I thought it was just some like bullshit macho action idea that someone up nope. with. But no, it's actually... That's based... why
1: it's so good, right? Because it it's got film. this it's super great. complex philosophy behind it. But then because you can't really go any deeper into how mad and deep that gets they're allowed to just do an action movie on top of all that crazy theorising, you know? So You get to have an existential crisis while Jet Li beats the shit out of Jet Li with Jet Li watching Jason Statham. Yeah.
0: So for people who don't know what the one is, so the one hypothesis is that there are lots of multiverses um, and you exist in every single one. There's a version of you in each universe Mm -hmm. and... As one of those versions die, then a part of that version goes into the others and basically becomes stronger. So if there is only one left in any of the universes, they become basically the ultimate version of yourself. I suppose it goes with the ultimate multiverse theory, that one.
1: Yeah, well, if you think um, think about this purely in the context of energy, right? Uh, you know how much energy it takes to light up a light bulb, right? Yeah. Now imagine you have the same amount of energy, but now you have to power an infinite number of light bulbs across an infinite number of realities. It's impossible. You can't power that many. So your power gets split up, it gets diverted, it gets distributed, it gets channeled through different places or whatever else to eventually get maybe some of the lights on during the day, some during the night, some sort of compromise, right? Then some of those bulbs start breaking, so you actually get more power to go across those light bulbs, which means those light bulbs, as a collective, grow brighter the fewer of them there are. So when there's one, all of that energy is going to one source, which means it's not being lost throughout all the circuitry. Yeah. And now, sense. now, if you take that metaphor of light bulbs and you put humans in, and then you take the power out and just like spirit energy or some mystical shit or whatever, you know, universal does whatever the fuck it wants, energy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like uh, it, it, it's kind of irrelevant. But that, like, you know, literal transfer of energy from heat to light to whatever else still takes place in your body you still transfer energy from one form to another and so on and so forth like theoretically the more energy you have available the better you would function like a computer to a point you know uh, that point of being saturated in energy you could argue could be the complete forming of a conscious being that's otherwise broken apart if they're all you but they're all slightly different, what would happen if all of those overlapping traits came together? Yeah. You'd be like the most extreme version.
0: Well, that is that's the next one I was going to come up with, um, which is the broken man hypothesis. Now this one I knew about this because um of my of my interest in the occult. It's more of a magical sort of idea and this also covers time travel as well as multiverse so the broken man um the broken man idea is that in each universe there is there's a there's a map smith in every universe but also through um this also brings in reincarnation so throughout time you've there's parts of you throughout time and time is linear time is on top of each other um, so it's basically, there's, there's two versions of the Broken Man Theory, one for multiverse, one for time travel, but it's essentially the same thing. So let's stick with multiverse. So in each universe, instead of it being there is a you and another you and another you and another you, there's only one you, but parts of you are in different universes. Yeah. and but It's
1: very similar to sort of what we discussed with the l- less energy element. But instead of it being less, it's compartmentalised or fragmented.
0: That's it. And there are certain times where each version of you it all lines up. So like so there will be a time say you are stood um at the Eiffel Tower on June the twenty first, two thousand and twenty
1: three. At sort of f- like a convergence event at, yeah a at, 3 30, a at 3 30
0: a.m day. so and every single universe that you are in that person is stood at the apple tower on that day at that time all at the same time so and when that happens all the different parts of you connect to make the whole you and people say well people say that's because this is an occult theory um so this explains things like deja vu when you have deja vu it's because every single version of you in the multiverse is in the same place at the same time doing the same thing and it's all lined up um and those you know those moments when all of a sudden you go oh my god wait this and then it's gone it's because it's all lined up so that's the broken man theory and i've only heard that i i um it's only until i started researching this that i found out that it's in the multiverse i only knew that as in reincarnation and time travel
1: Well, when you add the reincarnation element in, you actually get a very interesting picture because not only do you get every possible infinite form of a human existence that you could conceive, but also every existence that you could conceive. There was a Matt Smith as a tree, there was Matt Smith the lizard, there was Matt Smith yeah. the duck then there was Matt Smith the duck that didn't go left at the pond, there was Matt Smith the duck that did go right at the pond there was Matt Smith the duck who stayed back and didn't make either of those decisions to look after the ducklings, you know what I mean and that's just the duck version <laughs> and that's just three outcomes you know, one it's of been those awesome. outcomes it could, been have
0: awesome mentioned ducks.
1: <laughs> it could have snowed it could have been uh, You know what I mean? It's an absolutely incomprehensible amount of possible universes playing out at once. That we are talking what is essentially an infinite number of universes piled on top of each other. But the real issue it poses is we're not unique anymore. Yeah. Because all of a sudden there's an infinite number of us an infinite number of everything's and everything's played out everywhere so suddenly the whole idea of consequence doesn't matter anymore yeah that's it which is a bit dark kind of like nihilism you know you're like fuck it (laughs) i won't be alive anyway
0: (laughs) so i mean we've um yeah we've talked about sort of we've already mentioned so many different types of fiction where multiverses exist like star trek i I think it's i mentioned sliding doors have you seen the film sliding doors uh, no great film really good film it's is a multiverse movie that isn't
1: action based i've seen the ending where isn't it like one of them gets on the train as the other one's getting off and they have yeah. like a spooky moment
0: kind of so um it's basically it's the same story told from uh two on to- two different timelines so the sliding doors that they talk about i mean this film is like it, it was so sort of important in looking at multiverse out the theory has been renamed sliding doors theory because of the film. They didn't make the film sliding doors because of the theory. It was the other way around. Yeah, that's good. The sliding doors they talk about in the title was the doors of a subway train of a tube on the tube. So the, so she gets, um, in one time, in one, uh, one universe, um, she gets on the train She gets there on time, she gets on the train, she goes to work. Um and in another one, she misses the train. So like she has to phone the taxi. So she's like, fuck it, I'm gonna go home and wait. So she goes home and she finds out that that her bloke's cheating on her. And um and she's like, Well the fuck. And obviously, if she got on the train, she wouldn't have found that out. So then her life goes on, she finds this amazing guy. Um, she has a great time, she has a really good life on the other one where she made the train and got to work on time so she doesn't know that it's cheap she gets pregnant from him, she has a terrible time, (laughs) it's like it's a really good film, really good film and it's a
1: good ending as well. That's a very apt uh, sort of play out of it like you know, the what if scenario well,
0: that's what I was talking about earlier
1: what if scenario is being played out, whether you know it or
0: not I think that's what I was talking about earlier when I was trying to sort of map out my life, because I was trying to I wasn't just sat there modelling about, oh my God, all my life has gone because of this one decision I made. I was trying to map it out for this episode to prove, like... I actually find it's, talk about it's,
1: it. It. it's really interesting to sort of look at your life as a series of uh, life-changing events, right? Not all of them are good, and it's important to acknowledge that. The bad stuff is very fucking relevant to your oh. growth. So you sit there and you sort of, you know, you're you won't really have any major life-changing decisions until you're old enough to make life-changing decisions, right? So you can rule out being a kid and multiverse is pretty straightforward there, right? No issues. Teen you, you think there are loads of outcomes and load of choices, but you were probably predisposed just to a few that you were going to consistently repeat across a number of different timelines in a number of different ways. Yeah. You know, if you're nice, you're not going to be... Uncharacteristically not nice, there's going to be a universe where you've still got that characteristic, but then you had to be not nice because of whatever context Do you know what I mean, like the consistency is still relatively important, and then you'll start having all these different divergences once you get to adulthood, right? Think about the major choices you had to make the minute you left school. Oh shit, I need a job, oh shit uh my friends and family are all i can really sort of you know rely on and stick with they're the only people that are still around so on and so forth if you've got friends from school cool you might still have friends from school but you can't go back to school to make new friends you know it's a, a bit of a reverse thing there so that then plays out in an infinite number of ways and you get your first major sort of divergence from there it's just chaos like every day as an adult you'll be facing some kind of monumental decision without realizing it's monumental even the stupid ones do i get up and go to work you know uh oh i feel like showering today but i also feel lazy do i do it do i not do it those might end up being some of the most impactful because they're the ones that you have an oversight of you're just like nah that wouldn't matter but, you know, you notice it, don't you? If you sit there and spruce yourself up somewhat when you wouldn't normally, it's the first thing anyone could talk about. And you're like, wait, what? Oh, so you've already taken agency and made that the topic of the day by focusing on it. You know what I mean? You've no, sort of guided your they, own outcome within... They the did that place. in Red Dwarf, Yeah.
0: So uh, with the coat of Ace Rimmer.
1: Yeah, they
0: did. So for, for those of you who who don't really know Red Dwarf, stop listening right now and go and watch every single episode of Red Dwarf.
1: Yeah, there's not many, and it's absolutely stupid. But make sure it's not the American. Because that was yeah,
0: the American funny. was terrible. But uh, But yeah, so you've got Arnold Rimmer, who is this uptight... Like everybody
1: hates kind of character. Um Just imagine the most sarcastic and facetious individual. Awesome. So no like traits. Him, He
0: was the character was made to be disliked. Um and then you've got Ace Rimmer, who is um a version of him from another universe who's really cool and loved and he's like this action here saved yes. the universe so many times. And they're talking about, and they're talking about the the sliding door theory of like, you know, left or right. There was a decision that was made, and it's like, yeah, well, obviously, uh, Arnold Rimmer is that's the the wrong decision was made there because he's become this arsehole that no one likes. Where Ace Rimmer is the most loved man in the universe, so that was obviously the right decision. And then at the end, um, I think it was, I think it was after a few episodes, um, yeah, you find out that it's actually the other way round, and that the wrong decision because ace rimmer never went through education he never did this he never like went through the ranks and he never became like he you know he he just basically did everything wrong and he just looked into everything where Arnold rimmer was doing everything right and he actually became a really good like good character and like he actually did save the universe and uh, it's so good
1: i thought it was the episode where they realized his h was put on upside down and it just ends up being that most inconsequential, completely unnoticeable thing. They turn his H around, and it's like, yeah, no, it's the right way now. And he's like, wait, what? Oh,
0: I Absolutely, absolutely love Red Dwarf. The yeah. book—have you ever read the books? No. They're slightly different. They're still funny. They're not as sort of sitcommy as the series.
1: I couldn't. But the cast of red dwarf now so even if i read the books i'd be watching the tv show in my mind anyway
0: yeah i because i if i was because I've, I've recently reread the first two books and um because they're the best and i was like in my head i always do like to sort of do my own casting and i would love to see benedict cumberbatch play rimmer
1: oh my god what <laughs> he would be amazing
0: he would be so good,
1: but then who would his so
0: fucking good. who
1: would his lister be? That's the hard.
0: No, I mean because
1: he's proper iron lock face. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. going to get a grin out of him very easily. So you're going to need someone that's fucking funny.
0: Yeah, see, I I don't know for lister these days because yeah, you need you need somebody because um, know, yeah, in the but bo- he's he, he's a person of color but it doesn't specify what i'd like to see Def patel do it but i want to see Def patel in everything at the moment so i fucking love him yeah uh so i think he'd be quite good but also it would be nice to find a scouser yeah quite good but uh yeah, Kat, yeah just this, yeah. for cat i really want to see bruno mars play cat that'd be
1: kind of jokes yeah the
0: one he's got the moves he's got the voice he's got the attitude and he's also got the
1: wardrobe he'd be such a show stealer though he'd, he'd be, be a- sitting there trying to tell a story in every episode and then it cuts to his musical number for five minutes it's like well <laughs> yeah. the episode's over we solved it wouldn't bruno you
0: love wouldn't you love to hear bruno Mars singing "Tongue sing in
1: yeah of course <laughs>
0: it'd be fucking great it's
1: a classic Who's Kachansky?
0: Yeah, that, song actually, that song actually got in the charts as well.
1: New <laughs> Universe Kachansky though, because they've already done two different versions of Kachansky.
0: I think there was three in the series, actually. Yeah. Know. There was the in the first episode, um, she was played by Claire Grogan. Who at the time wasn't an actress, she was a singer for I'm gonna get this wrong. I think it was Talk Talk, she was a singer for.
1: Not oh, related no. to the company, I'm assuming.
0: No, no, no. I'm gonna to have to look it up. But I'm pretty sure it was Talk Talk. Um and then it was I can't remember her name when they made her a main character. But that was also a multiverse that was Yeah.
1: Well yeah, that, Holly that was and,
0: that was um uh, that's the,
1: the Universe. Well both Hollies, male and female Holly. Yeah. The computers, that was quite funny.
0: they did a lot of multiverse stuff in um
1: the whole series was based on Lister making that dumb, inco- inconsequential Altered decision images. to wipe out yeah. mankind.
0: She was the singer for, for Altered Images.
1: Yeah.
0: Who did Happy Birthday, Happy
1: Birthday. Yeah, I think the very first episode of Red Dwarf touches on Lister basically accidentally wiping out mankind. By bringing a uh, cat aboard.
0: Yeah, so... That wasn't what did it there was a leak in an engine somewhere that did it but it wasn't actually lister's fault um i think in the book i think it turns out to be i don't think it was anyone's fault
1: it didn't have to be anyone's fault uh, i'm yeah. just saying he played a hand in events transpiring yeah, because he's sm- because, because he, he spoke spoke did something in inconsequential yeah
0: but well, the reason why he smuggled the cat on board was so that he could be put in suspended animation until they got back to Earth. Yeah. Because the whole reason why Lister's on Red Dwarf is because he went out on his birthday on Earth and he got really fine drunk and he woke up on a moon of Jupiter. Yeah. Um, and he was trying to get back to Earth. And the only way was that he could find to get back to Earth was to sign up for the, for the mining corps on a ship that was headed back to Earth, but he didn't realise that Red Dwarf wasn't actually going back to Earth, that Red Dwarf's the name of the ship. And he didn't realise that Red Dwarf wasn't going back to Earth for another, like, ten years. So he was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I just want to go home. So, yeah. he, so when they landed on a different spaceport, he smuggled a cat on board, um, and he refused to tell them where he'd hidden the cat. So then they were like, oh, well, the only thing to do, then we've got to put you in suspended animation until you get back to Earth and then you'll be tried at Earth. It's like, okay. The plot's demolition, why. man. When everything goes wrong and the radiation leak happens, he's fine because he's he's inside the the, um, the cryogenic booth. Yeah. And then because the ship's full of radiation, Holly didn't. Holly, the computer didn't wake him up until the radiation had gone. It was like three, 000, 3 million years.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's basically it the was, plot of oh, Futurama sorry. and the plot it's of... Oh, uh, God. Yeah. is amazing. Yeah. A similar sort of framework to The Expanse as well.
0: Yeah, so that there's our a, there's a tangent for the episode. Yeah, so it's in lots of pop culture, lots of fiction.
1: Uh, I Reto think that's the best pop- way to make sense of these theories. I think it's very easy to look down on fiction as being just fiction. But the reality of it is, for fiction to be good, it has to be developed enough that it's believed. It has to be rooted. You know, it's got to have enough elements of a... Uh, believable stuff and then when shit happens that isn't believable that suspension of disbelief it's like wait what it's yeah. still there it's intact and you're able to sort of take it and go wow actually that doesn't sound absurd so, yeah. i yeah, mean now so. you look at cliches like you know spoilers star wars Luke. no i am your father but the whole thing is like a it's only a cliche now because it was done then because mm. everyone knows it exists. You know, <laughs> it doesn't make it a bad story component. And the same thing is true with a lot of, uh, you know, Oh, the good guy turns bad at the end trope where it's, you know, e- I couldn't it, name uh, a list. Yeah. Golden, Eye, equilibrium, um, everything yeah. short me.
0: <laughs> your main.
1: you know the good guy turns bad at the end kind of deal is like I'm a trope that's reckon, been yeah, done the, to the life
0: bad guy turns good
1: yeah like, and the bad uh, guy gets um
0: sent. he's done both actually he was a good well, guy that's the bad, thing. bad guy that turned good zuko that's, from avatar
1: that's trope transcendence right they <laughs> recognized tropes for the first time and started flipping them on the head right the most basic form of uh altering it is to just turn it over like an hourglass you know having from be roll reversed then we started having to find more nuanced ways to tell the table tales which is why now there's so much more of an appreciation for the anti-hero because the anti-hero is more human and believable you know and means- people aren't perfect and we've come to accept that and see perfection as almost a, a red flag as a worry yeah
0: the comic comic books have embraced the multiverse um, within fiction. Obviously, when it comes to the movies now uh, with Marvel, they've you know Spider-Man No Way Home has just come out, which is multiverse. Yeah. Uh, okay. The next, um, I just watched the trailer for Doctor Strange Two this morning, and that's it's all about the multiverse.
1: Multiverse of madness. Yeah, it should be.
0: Um, for me i mean i'm gonna say this anyway because i'm a dc fan but dc dc have done the multiverse so much better than marvel um yeah, within yeah, the comics within the comics because it's made it's such a big part of the dc
1: universe i think it's also such a drastic character shift as well like uh the main one i'm referring to is obviously where you've got superman who's generally just always taken as being superman like there's He's fucking Superman, he's a good guy, you don't have to think about it, you know his motivations, you know everything about him to the point where it's boring. Yeah. So when they make him a villain, <laughs> because of an ideology that's not insane,
0: that's it. yeah, it's actually with, a bit yeah, more They did oh. that with uh, Injustice, they do it with uh, Superman Red Son, yeah. where that was he landed in communist Russia instead of landing in Kansas, so yeah, it's great. And my favourite, Superman True Brit yeah that's the best one it was written by john cleese superman's ship as a baby he landed in western supermare <laughs> and it was that it was at ken clark was Amazing. his name and his family were like yeah you don't use your powers because what would the neighbors think and it's the most british thing and it's just yeah western supermare yeah on. i haven't
1: so i fun. think it's and multiverse theory is actually something that is quite liberating as well because when you think about if there's only one universe and every decision you make matters and so you can spend so much time fucking sitting there worrying about your decisions yeah. without making it eventually you paralyze thing. yourself and you can't yeah. move, you can't progress multiverse theory means that ultimately you can pick whatever decision you want because they'll all play out yeah, <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? You're not going to miss out on anything. You're just going to not see what happened.
0: Yeah. Well, one thing, um was, the last thing I want to say about the DC Comics um multiverse is what I really liked was when DC was financially in a better place than Marvel and there were lots of little, lots of small uh, comic book companies who were doing quite well and DC bought them all out and so the most famous probably being charlton comics and that's where characters like um, um the question um captain atom and all these and this is what watchmen is based on watchmen is based on the characters of the charlton universe um and peacemaker who's recently been played by john cena he was from he was from charlton so when they were buying all these th- all these different companies they kept those storylines going but it's that's in the multiverse it's within the multiverse and so, yeah, I quite like that they did that. And then when they did the um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, where they got rid of the multiverse and made it all one big universe. Instead, the Charlton universe became Charlton City. And well, that's Flash how they did, did it, and it's fucking great.
1: <laughs> because of the way Flash works and how he fucks with time and space when he runs too fast, they did a lot of multiverse stuff just off of that comic series alone. Like where he'd end up in with a different Barry Allen from a different time who did different things and had the same powers.
0: Yeah, and that's how DC are doing their films now yeah. because the films aren't connected anymore. They're all in the multiverse, which I think they're going to do. I mean, in the Arrowverse, the TV shows, they did Crisis on Infinite Earths.
1: Yeah, I watched the I first. Think, I think six or be- seven seasons of that. It was however, I didn't watch the most recent ones because it started I'm, to go so a bit. It got a bit downhill. I don't a bit... really have much time to sit down and
0: watch things. So,
1: Well, when they started telling the, the story of Arrow, they did it as like um, the present day and in the past, you know. So you'd yeah. get like this, what was happening now? The island, and then something now would act as an obstacle and it would flash back to the island to show you how he overcame that obstacle and then it would flash forward and he gradually learn more and more lessons. Yeah. And so. But then they ran out of island. Right, there's only so much they did like five years worth of island teachings and they were like, he was only there for five years, bro. We're on season eight now. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) So then it got a bit dodgy.
0: Yeah. So we spoke about the multiverse in in fiction. Now let's talk about what people refer to as uh, real world examples. So obviously conspiracy theories that the governments of the world they all know the multiverse exists they can all um they can access it they can travel between the universes they're just not telling us uh, that exists theory. Uh, that theory exists um with and people... the greatest
1: respect to whoever believes that i don't think there's enough power in our known universe to rip our known universe in such a way where it would stay ripped in the fabric of space and time and we'd all yeah
0: now uh, we've already done a uh, we've already done a episode about the mandela effect yeah which i completely ripped that theory apart yeah
1: i don't think but that's <laughs> got much to do with multiverse
0: oh yeah yeah that's it exactly the mandela effect is real but it's got nothing to do with other universes in the multiverse uh, but so people always turn to that, and there's also. Do you know the story of the man from Torred? No. Okay, so the story is a guy went up to a thing um, that they say it happened in France. So this guy uh, went to leave France, and he was he gave his passport over, and he said that he was from a country called Torred which obviously is not a real country. And the guy was like, no, yeah, I'm from Torred. That's where I'm going to. I'm going to Torred. Now I'm going home. This is my passport. I'm from Torred. And um, they were like, well, it's not a real place. So obviously they arrested him and they locked him or um, put him in this meeting room to find out who he actually was, where he was from. And he was even pointing out on the map where Torred is. And he was pointing at Angola. And in that region so well, it should be here. Why is, he not- Why is my country not on your map? And there was, like, something fishy is going on here, and they put him in a cell overnight, and then the morning after, they go to the cell, and he's disappeared. So people say, so he came from another dimension, another universe, an alternate universe, where Torrid is a country in this part of the world. So he momentarily blipped into our universe, and then went back to his yeah. I've found loads of people talking about this, loads of stories about this, loads of books, loads of videos, all talking about how this is true and it happened. But me being me, I went fucking further and I found the truth, Matt. Good. The man from Torred existed.
1: There you go, yeah.
0: It happened in Japan. Airport in Japan, guy with a passport, said he's from Torred, he pointed out a country and said, This is where I'm from. This is where Torrid should be, but it was Tored It wasn't another country. It was a part of Japan, according to this guy. I'm from this this province of Japan called Tored. Um The truth is that it was a fake passport. He didn't come from another dimension. He didn't disappear the next day. The next day, he just owned up and said, okay, yeah, I don't have a real passport. I'm trying to flee the country because of this and this and this. I was trying to use a fake passport. It's, it's the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. But people, again, it's that whole conspiratorial belief and people will ignore that, the real. Yeah.
1: So but my, yes. my understanding of real life uh, sort of boundaries when it comes to multiverse, I don't think you can cross, end of. Unless we develop a technology that lets us tear open space and time and start fucking with things that we should not be fucking with you don't go between universes, mm. right? Instead, what happens is you're uh, kind of like things like uh, deja vu or, you know, when you experience something and then you do it again and you're like, this is exactly like when I did it the first time. It's easy. You know, those kind of, they're more like echoes of other Universes at work in a way like everything was, if you imagine, like a circuit board, you know, but nature's circuit board where you're a piece and then all the people you're connected with and all the things you're connected with make up a little circuit board for an event or whatever else, you know, all the pieces for that will be the same in another universe, and because of that, there'll be some sort of leftover residual something that you might be able to interpret but that's about it i don't think you can actually do anything with multiple universes do you know what i mean i don't think it's something we'll ever be able to sort of go oh yeah so we fucked up earth let's just go to multiverse earth no i don't think that works because by the time we fuck up earth here it's done in all of them you know what i mean that's the the uh, the rules of the game being fucked with that that is consistent with all the multiverses yeah if we destroy the planet in one we've destroyed the planet in all of them in some capacity because there'll be like an echo you know what i mean you can't sustain two versions of the same thing on that scale like you are an isolated individual right everything that goes on in your mind in your conscience and so on and so forth is exclusive to you. Nature, however, you know, the landscape, the things you see that's shared. Everybody sees that like an augmented reality. Everybody sees the same windows, backgrounds, the same basic everyday cities and structures. and So on. when we start fucking with those, you'll see them, you know, when, things like tsunamis and shit happen you literally see the damage permanently it's not something that is uh, humans don't control that most of the time and if they do then bad humans bad humans (laughs) bad humans it's it's literally a place for multiple human things do you know what i mean Again, talking about the simulation. The simulation is the same for everyone. It's just what goes on in that particular version of the simulation is different because it's got different people in it. It's got different populace, different energy sources, different reactions and things going on that are all isolated and controlled. If uh, It'd be like getting, say, for example, I wanted to see what would happen if I got a bunch of troublemakers together. I'd have a universe for that. Where all the troublemakers would be together. But as soon as they start fucking with the actual universe itself, like if they talking about simulation theory, if they found a way to hack the simulation and change it for every other simulation, that'd be a no no. So you'd have to pull the plug. (laughs) Yeah, of course. So nature still reserves the right to pull the plug on your universe at any point. You would just gone. You wouldn't even know. You can't fuck with the physical laws of things. You can only fuck with the pieces on the table.
0: Interesting. You can't
1: fuck with the d d game. You can't fuck with the Dungeon Master, but you can fuck with the other characters.
0: Right, yeah.
1: You see what I mean? Yeah. yeah In yeah, yeah. Skyrim, you can do whatever the fuck you like to the NPCs and the, the enemies and things like that, but you start trying to edit where the land is? No. Hmm. You know, you can't move a house from one place to another outside of the game's laws. You can't do that.
0: Most of the things that we talk about, like, you can use video games as actual,
1: like... I 100% think that video games have given a perspective you can't get anywhere else. Right, sure you can watch a movie and watch a story from a third person perspective, but how often do you get to play things from a second person perspective? Yeah. Where you the player are involved in the narrative without being the protagonist. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's
1: good. You know, well that has
0: exhausted my research and my notes.
1: I think we did good. I think we um, got multiverse the fluff out <laughs>
0: Hi there, Multiverse
1: Matt here from Another Dimension. They fucked it up, but I won't tell you why.
0: Bye. <laughs> what was that?
1: I don't know. What? I just heard a, an echo. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so uh, be- So yeah. before we end the episode off then, anything you want to add?
1: Uh, yeah. Duh. It was obvious we we're in a multiverse the whole time. <laughs> it's obvious we're in a simulation. And it's obvious we've got to start being nicer to our machine overlords lest they press delete.
0: Okay. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> thank you for listening if you have listened. Um, you want to get in touch, you know how to get in touch. If you want to be a part, tell us what you think of the multiverse or anything else. Uh, it's all on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, what, what are you doing? Straight. No one can see you, Matt. It's, it's, that's it's, why it's, it's even more all get effective. We are going to do video in the new year, but this isn't it.
1: That's why it's even more effective. You <laughs> yeah. said reach out and get in touch. Reach out. So I oh, <laughs> out. screen.
0: Fucking weird. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I've heard that one before.
0: I'm not surprised, man. But, uh, but yeah, so we will be back next week with uh, our yearly roundup. I
1: have in this universe,
0: beautiful stories for that.
1: <laughs> and we're staying in this universe.
0: We're staying in this universe,
1: we're yeah, not, for that one. We're not. We're not. We're not and not yeah. world well, and
0: back then back after back. that, 2022 will start. And what's the first? What's the first one of of the new year? What's the first episode of the new year? Can you
1: remember? Uh, it will be, be simulation got... update 2.022.
0: <laughs> I've got the chart next to me. uh so the first episode of 2022 is actually going to be all about secret societies.
1: <laughs> Which again, I've got If Did some... we do that on purpose by talking about the sneakies earlier?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's just like things to do... You do, do this, this on, on purpose? God.
1: Are you a clever? Are you
0: to a honest, clever? There, With some of the um, some of the things, some of the topics that we've got, and I've scheduled them all in, I have... The some of them I've scheduled in a certain um, order for
1: a reason. Oh, shit. You know what that means, boys and girls. It means the birds are fucking watching you. Right? <laughs> they're not real. They're robots. And not only that, they're Terminator robots. So they're going to inhabit your human body. So,
0: for example, the whole of January kind of link into each other.
1: Well, that's a good thing. So yeah, they were already (laughs) linking in. That's what I was questioning. Because we were talking about sneaky societies earlier, and how the only problem was secrecy. And then, how about secret societies?
0: Shall we just say say what we've got lined up for January? So, secret societies, pre-ice age civilizations, ghosts and spirits, and cults. That's January.
1: So, current sneaky people and uh, people that have been lost.
0: Even though a lot of them seem to be sort of.
1: No, they're all very related.
0: They are related. They are all linked. And that's happening in, uh, later on in the year as well.
1: They're all civilization. Yeah. They're all peoples in
0: many people well, In the
1: same places. And they're going to do people stuff, I think.
0: Yeah, and because of my busy, hectic um, schedule, we will be back next Wednesday. It will be Wednesday.
1: <laughs> yeah, Wednesday. I don't know days anymore. I'm going to oh take God. partial responsibility. Everything Days smell funny now. Hells into one. And
0: yeah, and it'll probably be another Skype episode because we might be in a lockdown by then.
1: <laughs> Next Odin's Day.
0: Next Odin's Day. Not Thor's Day.
1: No, Thor's Day is the day after Odin's Day. That's today. And it's Tears Day is... the day before Odin's Day. Is it Tear? Tear. Tears Day. Yes. And then Frigg's Day on the Friday.
0: Yes, Frigg's Day. Happy day for women.
1: <laughs> I'm guessing Saturday is something to do with.
0: Uh, that was Saturn.
1: Yeah, that's it's right. It's not all Norse, is it? It's not all Norse. No. <laughs> I think mean, it's Saturn and Sol. I'm not sure. Yeah. But who knows? That's all ancient civilization talk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the pre Ice Age one, actually.
1: Oh, that reminds so, me. I've got lots, a software lots of... update on my sundial. Ha ha ha!